the perception of how we work and how we contribute to a workplace or a business is not how it used to be. We saw that almost 40% of those employees actually prefer doing those trainings on their phone, not when they're at work. And by the way, you don't have to do it on your phone, yeah? For example, at Connectim at least, you can also do it on your computer or a tablet. It's really up to you. But th the thing is that you can do it from anywhere at any time. Move forward. People talking business. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of our podcast, Forward, where we share ideas and thoughts to take your business, self, and team forward. And today we have a very special guest with us, Chen Shofar. How's it going? I'm good. How's it going? Great. So uh, we're going to introduce you in a sec, but just maybe before, what's your uh, favorite food? I think right now I'm into burgers more than <laughs> anything else. So, yeah. All right. And uh, maybe a hot topic question. What do you think about Elon Musk and what he's doing right now with Twitter? I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> it, seems, uh, it seems a bit crazy, but um, yeah, we'll see what's going on. Pretty insane, though. All right. So Ken is here with us and is a very special guest because he's the chief product evangelist at Connectim. And he consulted and helped hundreds of businesses worldwide to implement tools to engage their staff effectively. And the results are shown. And really, today, we're going to talk about how to effectively engage all employees. One of the key terms and factors in every organization, small to large, is engagement with the organization. Engagement is at the core of employee motivation, productiveness, and therefore retention, which is one of the hottest topics and trends for 2023. So we want to talk today with Chen of how we can increase engagement with our employees. And before we dive right in, maybe let's clarify this term. What is employee engagement. So I'm going to read something that I found online. So employee engagement is the strength of the mental and emotional connection employees feel toward their work, their teams, and their organization. So there's a nice chart. Employee engagement is in the center. And then you have the organization, work, and team. And the engagement is everything that comes around that. What do you think about that, Ren? What is employee engagement in your definition? So basically, we, I think that we see employee engagement as any kind of interaction or communication with the employee. It can be an active sort of engagement. So the ability to wish someone a happy birthday or celebrate their work anniversary or have an internal chat for communication or sending posts or updates and maybe just, you know, talking to that person or giving them the ability, of course, to contact the, the organization. But there is also this kind of passive engagement as well, which is the ability to provide the employee with the sense of belongingness when they feel part of something that's a bit bigger. And to achieve that, you have to be engaged within the organization. You have to have the ability, again, not, not just contact other peers and managers, but also have the ability to contribute to different things within the company. So you can really feel part of something bigger and not just going to a workplace and then going home. Actually, you know, when, when you think about it, work obviously is, is one of the things that we do in most of our waking hours. So I think that every person probably wants to, to, to feel that they're happy at the workplace, belong to that workplace, that they feel appreciated. And again, engagement is kind of like in, in, in the center of achieving all of that. Without a proper employee engagement, it will be hard to achieve different goals within the organizations, especially when it comes down to the employees themselves. So spot on. 
we clarified the engagement. And of course, we all know it's a very important component and especially one of the biggest HR and organizational trends for 2023 would be around engagement. But one of the biggest trends would be to increase the investments in deskless workers, a frontline first culture. So let's talk about that for a sec. First of all, what is a deskless workforce? Basically, you have like different terms of what deskless is. You can say frontline employees, you can say field employees, distributed employees, skilled, non-desk. I don't think there is like a single term for that just yet. But essentially what it means is that we talk about employees which are the majority of the, um, of the modern workforce still today. And these are employees that are not sitting in front of a computer at a desk during their workday. So you can think about employees like us. We work in a software development company or you can think about someone working in a law firm or an insurance company. They all use a computer to do their work every day. They sit at a desk. They come usually to the same office every single day. But again, that's not the majority of the workforce. Think about all the stores you see when you go to the mall. So those employees, retail employees, can be construction employees, can be field services employees, can be manufacturing, cleaning, security, and so on. These are what we call the deskless employees or distributed or whatever. The employees that are not in the office, they're in the field, they're not necessarily go to the same workplace every day, they don't have a computer, and in most cases, they don't even have a company email. So until the smartphone arrived, it was extremely hard for them to actually be in communication with the, uh, with the organization. And it's funny to say, but even until now, most of those companies still communicate and engage their teams in old-fashioned manners. So they use pen and paper, they have a lot of uh, face-to-face meetings, and so on. So actually, in fact, it's 80% of the world workforce. And I think the, the pandemic really spread light on the frontline employees because we saw the effort of the nurses, supermarkets, employees, and so all the deliverers and stuff like that. So that's really a big trend. And I think companies becoming more and more blended in 2023. A lot of contractors and outsourced employees that for sure non-desk and don't have company email. And maybe that's where it's so important to engage them also in your company. So after we discussed about that, maybe I want to also emphasize the fact that not only 80% of the workforce are are non-desk employees, but there's a shift right now in the generations that entering into the workforce. So we see a lot of the young folks, the Generation Z, so Gen Z, the new digital natives, they have different core values and expectations from their employers. And in 2023, it's going to be a major task for business owners and operators to adopt to the change and find ways to engage their employees accordingly. So they do basically everything, like you said, from their mobile phones, from the first thing in the morning and to the last thing they do before they go to bed. They check their social media, they engage with family, friends, brands, influencers. Like you said, most of our waking hours, we are at work. And now that's a challenge to engage with this new digital native generation with the non-desk workforce in the way that they expect and that serves their needs. So how can we actually effectively engage with this group of staff? First of all, I'll say that it's not necessarily just Gen Z employees. You have a wide range of different ages and different employees in each and every company. I think that when we look at the smartphone as the tool that we use to get to those remote employees, 
It's something that all of them, I think that everyone today pretty much know how to use and, and, and they get it. And it became a commodity in the past few years. It's not a premium product anymore. It's something that everyone can, can afford. Um, you can buy a $100 smartphone today with access to all the different apps you, you can imagine. So first of all, that's something that everyone know how to use. And there hasn't been another um, handset like a smartphone that had such a, a tremendous impact on our lives and uh, something that so many people adopted and they use every day. You do everything from your smartphone today. You know, you, you book rides, you contact your bank, purchase movies and videos, order food, anything. Book flights, book hotels. Book flights, anything, whatever yeah. it is. And especially engaging with people, I guess, also social media. It's... And of course, everything around social media and so on, consuming content, basically. And of course, talking to your friends and family, watching, for example, you know, my, my mom can talk to my son uh, right uh, through um, a video chat making things super easy. So even during the pandemic, when people were couldn't, you know, get together um, often, they still had the ability to keep in touch in much better ways than we had a few years back. And, and in so, the workspace, we're still stuck in the 80s or something. That's exactly where you actually nailed exactly that point. It seems like in some companies, they were able to actually obviously adopt a lot of new technologies, but in some they couldn't. So let me just explain that very quickly because I think that actually sits in the heart of, of this discussion. When you look at companies where employees have access to a computer, there are a few things that are important to mention. First of all, when they have access to computer, in a lot of cases, they, let's take for example, you know, even our company almost 300 employees, all of them have access to computer. We all know how to use computers. And the way we perceive the computer is as a work tool, right? We see it as a work tool. And we take it from granted that we have a company email, that our IT managers or IT department can actually purchase a lot of different software and um, a lot of different services that will help us do things better, right? For example, I need a way to book um, meetings with my clients. There are dedicated solutions for that. I need a CRM. And of course, again, the email and a communication app and whatever it is. And we probably today use about a dozen different apps every single day just to get things done. And again, we have computers that are excellent in doing this uh, multitasking and can integrate things together. And it makes a lot of sense when you use your computer. So the solutions have been out there for years now. That's not the thing. The problem is that when we talk about an employee that doesn't have access to a computer, they don't have a company email. In fact, in a lot of cases, we're not talking about Generation Z. It may be employees that are, I don't know, maybe working for the past 20 or 30 years and not necessarily are accustomed to work with technological solutions in the workplace. They used to do everything by pen and paper until now. They obviously are not going to use a computer, so they're going to use their smartphone. The problem is that the smartphone is the ability to install a dozen different apps on your private phone and have them all synced and integrate together is something that doesn't meet in reality. You know, it won't happen. Employees won't download 10 different apps. And it's also a problem for managers because if they will have a great solution tomorrow, they won't ask their employees to download, hey, I have a great idea, let's download another app, right? The employee's not necessarily gonna, gonna go with it. So that actually sits right in the heart of the discussion. Either way, Gen Z employees, again, are comparing to those employees that never really used technological solutions in the workplace, they obviously, they were born with a smartphone in their hand. And by the way, you don't have to be Gen Z to 
feel very connected to your personal smartphone. We all feel that. Yeah. I mean, we all know that this is like but, the most... But they are very loud and dominant. Yeah, but the thing is that I think there is this expectation of Gen Z employees for things to happen on the, on the smartphone because everything else in their lives happens on their smartphone. So why not being able to do things that are related to work on that smartphone as well? It makes a lot of sense. There is an astonishing number that shows that 70% of companies still using pen and paper or sending things to personal email or giving you a phone call to update you about things and to make the day-to-day operation. So there's like a lot of way to go for businesses to really pivot to what you said. But I have a question because I guess if we're talking about this company app that you mentioned that I guess should replace the one-stop shop that you have in the computer in your smartphone instead, it's not a new thing, but in the past, it was a privilege of very large corporations, right? Like for example, Walmart, I guess they have a company app for a decade. So what changed now that can enable every business to use these type of technological solutions or apps to engage their staff around it because a lot of businesses, they don't have IT departments. The fact that they need to implement it themselves, it's very scary. So what do you think about that? First of all, I'll say that even if you're a big company with endless resources and you have you know, the know-how and the knowledge and you know that you want to have like a centralized app, a one single place for the employees to get everything they need for work, Even then, again, it's something that, as you mentioned, it's, first of all, it's, it's going to cost a lot so, to develop an app. If you think about it, in, in nowadays, software as a service, the ability to purchase a service that is professional at what they do, and they also have a lot of knowledge because they have the ability to onboard so many clients, that alone, I think, is, is a good enough reason to obviously use software. A software is a service, a service that, that does those things because they'll move much, much faster and you won't have to deal with everything around, you know, defining and, and building such product in your organization. I remember, you know, at the beginning of Internet Connecting that uh, we had great ideas about things that we wanted to do, but we always realized that if you're going to build it ourselves, and again, we had the engineers, we had the ability to do it, we had the resources. That said, it never made sense for us to go and spend all this time when there are off-the-shelf products or services that we were able to use immediately. So I think that just the ability to purchase something that is always updating, that is not like, as we say, like a, a Catholic wedding, something that you can replace if you need or if you scale and so on, that alone will be a better solution. So that actually makes sense. And even uh, if I compare it to websites, so you used to pay like a lot of money for our developer in the past and today I just go to Wix or something and exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in into the actual ways, your insights of how we can engage effectively our employees in 2023. First of all, again, it's important to understand the state that we're at when we talk about engaging non-disc employees. It makes things a lot harder when your employees are distributed, when they're not used to work with technological solutions, not necessarily tech-oriented. And again, they don't have a company email, and all they have is a smartphone. So... Which is quite a lot today. Like you can do a lot with a smartphone. For sure, for sure. But again, the perception is that the smartphone is personal. Again, 99% almost, you know, today you have over half a million people using Connecting. And 99% of them are using their private phones. We don't see a lot of uh, uh, people receiving company devices, and especially not for hourly employees or those that are working in the industries that we operate at. So they use their smartphone, they use their private phone, and I 
I think that's like the first thing we need to understand it. If it's their private phone, they want to have, first of all, a clear separation of life and work. And they want the ability when they are hourly employees or working at shifts, they probably don't want to be, you know, engaged or receive calls when they're outside work. They want this understanding that their phone, their personal phone is theirs. It's not something that's related to work, but there is this portal or gateway to everything about work in their company that provides them again with a safe and healthy environment. That's exactly what company apps are doing or employee apps. So again, it's important to understand that those employees will not download dozens of apps to their phone. Even if they use a communication chat that everyone else is using or using text messages, that's not enough. There are a lot of other things. How, how do you go about sending them their schedule? What do you do to track their work times? How do you delegate tasks in the organization? If you have distributed employees, how do you train them? How do you onboard new employees? Especially nowadays when we see that employee retention is low right now, the employee retention in a lot of industries, we see a lot of companies that actually struggle to keep employees within the organization. And we all know that this is like the biggest spent that each and every organization has is salaries, onboarding new employees, training new employees, yeah. and so on. Firing, hiring. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not only about the fact that I think an employee or just a person won't have several apps on their phone that's related to work. Maybe they would. But I think it's also the complexity of when you have multiple interfaces, one interface and maybe, I don't know, one sign-up way and, and a platform or app to do training, one for scheduling and operations, one for communication. So that's, I think, the, the part that really disengage employees. What you're talking about is they will be willing to have one experience from the company that fits their social needs or what they expect to get today and also to go on to only one place with one sign-up process, one interface that they will get familiar with and that represents their company in a good way that provides a good experience. I think that it's challenging enough to highlight the value of a single app that you need to download to your private phone. And that alone, again, has to provide a lot of value to the employee in different parts of their day-to-day. -day. So doing that is hard enough. So asking the employees to download multiple apps will be even harder. And as you mentioned, there is also like the technical aspect of it, of what's my sign-in? How do I sign in? And so on. And you know, by the way, most of software solutions today still require a company email just to sign in, just to add users. You need a company domain email. Which they don't have. Which in a lot of companies, obviously, they don't spend those resources on company email for employees that may leave within the next three months or employees that work half-time or students or just hourly employees. In most cases, they don't have company email. And by the way, they're not necessarily even accustomed to communicate over email. Okay, so, so let's say you got me convinced and I'm thinking of 2023 and I'm going to put in my budget a company app, an employee app. How can I actually use it in order to engage my employees? I think there are a few things that you want to ask yourself pretty much at the beginning. And this is where we actually had the privilege to work with so many organizations that we were able to kind of understand a methodology that if it won't work, and it doesn't matter, by the way, what your business size. If you're obviously, when you're a larger organization, things are usually more complex, more challenging. There are more stakeholders. There is more work that needs to be done before you start implementing such a solution. And also, usually it has an impact of a large amount of people. So 
in those cases, it's even more challenging than it is for a small business, which can usually, you know, just plug and play, explain things to all 10, 20, yeah. 30 employees and get going. But again, there are a few things that, that you have to understand. First of all, when you talk about, I want to better engage my employees, you really need to drill down and ask yourself, what do I really want to achieve? What are the main problems that we as an organization believe that will be solved or improved if we'll better engage our employees. What is it based on? First of all, you want to know and understand what you're looking to achieve. Otherwise, it has no reason of being, you know, just because it's, it's not good enough. You really want to understand what are the goals and then you want to understand what are the things you're going to do to actually achieve those goals. So I think that's like one of the, of the key things. So engagement is a tool to achieve those goals, right? Again, engagement, as we said before, is, is something that sits in the heart of a lot of things that organizations are thriving to achieve. You will explain in a sec the exact ways we can use solutions or methods to increase engagement. But a lot of times people think that engagement mostly related to like soft things, the way that you treat them, the recognition, the way that they feel appreciated and heard, which is a major part. But I think there's a lot of things that has to do with the way that you deliver their schedule, the way that you make their day-to-day more easier on the operational side. And if you make their life easier with the scheduling, with the time tracking, with the day-to-day task, I think that's also a major part of engagement that a lot of business owners lacking to understand. Correct me if I'm wrong, first of all, and what do you think about that? And then how we can use those things to increase this engagement? It actually relates to what we talked about at the beginning, that there is some kind of this active and passive way to engage your employees. A lot of managers think that if they'll post a few posts and employees will comment and like, just like they used on social networks, it means that they're engaged. It doesn't. First of all, it's something that is a bit trendy and something that is usually, even if you have like a new solution and employees can finally communicate and engage, it may have this, you know, like a high peak at the beginning, but you probably see a decrease in time if there is not a clear value that employees can receive from the solution that you're implementing. And again, when we talk about, and you know, if we have in our audience, obviously, um, people that manage small or medium businesses, or basically just managing even in larger corporations, but managing non-DIS employees, I think they can all relate to the fact that a lot of employees not necessarily want to communicate all day long with their peers. They're not necessarily looking to like and comment on everything. It's not what provides them with value, but it doesn't mean they can't be engaged, okay? That doesn't mean that they can't be loyal employees that love their workplace, that see it as a place that, you know, grow and and evolve. And again, it's exactly as as you said, it's on those small things that meet them on their day-to-day. It's about receiving this notification in the morning with the schedule and everything that I need to do today and the ability to easily contact my manager if I have a question about the job that I'm about to perform. It's the ability if I'm an hourly employee and I have to track my work hours, it's the ability to do it, you know, in the most simple way and know exactly how much I'm going to earn at any given time during the current payroll period. It's the ability to also contact my organization or my HR manager if something is wrong. It's also, of course, the ability to do the the simple thing, like finding a person in the company and being able to communicate with them because, let's say, for example, that you and I are scheduled to do a job and this is the first time we meet, even just, you know, removing the hustle of figuring out what's your name, who you are, what's your phone number, how can I give you a call... Those things alone, if they are provided 
in an easy manner for the employee, I think that alone can create a nice engagement and make the employee again, as we said before, feel connected, part of something, feel that the organization they work for is actually spending time and resources and thought on making their day-to-day easier because you need like to realize that in order to have a successful business, it's not just about providing great solution or a great product to your customers. It's about also about having a dedicated team, people that always go above and beyond, going the extra mile or just getting things done. All of that creates a successful business. So I think that a well thought out solution by a company that thinks about the employees and how to make their day to day easier and make them feel that what they do matters or that what they do is appreciated, that alone contributes to the entire success of the business. Maybe to help our listeners to get like a bit more of a tangible understanding, do you have any example of a customer or business that you worked with and helped implementing the solution that really shown increase in the engagement with the organization? Sure, and um, I think there are cool examples exactly about this kind of engagement that is not just sending out a message. So for example, SodaStream is a manufacturing company. It's owned by PepsiCo. If uh, you don't familiar with the name, so it's the one with the tss. Exactly, the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. So basically they have about 2,500 employees, I think almost 3,000 to date. When we started working with SodaStream a few years back, they really understood what are the main things that are important for their employees. They have manufacturer employees that are speaking multiple languages, and they found out that one of the things that is important for the employees in by the way, for any manufacturing company, is working in a safe environment. Safety is key. It's super important. It's something that's being talked about every day. And But the problem is that it was very, very hard for the employees. It was difficult for them to report a potential safety hazard. So, for example, if they saw something that may people may fall when they walk from one place to the other because it's in the middle of of the passageway for employees. It was difficult for them to simply go and let the manager or the person that's responsible for that area in, in the factory that something is wrong and needs to be moved. And maybe it's super important and it needs to happen right now. They actually needed to stop everything they're doing. They need to go, again, they don't have a computer. They don't have anything. They need to go and search for the manager that's responsible for that. And it's a huge facility. Just so it's people a can imagine. gigantic facility. Yeah, with- and obviously you have different departments and different places and so on. So they need to go and find that person, tell them what they saw, maybe even show them a few images of uh, pictures that they've taken. And then that person needs to start type this report into another system that will trigger some kind of a notification for the person that actually needs to take care of that. It was extremely cumbersome and people simply didn't do it. And that obviously didn't achieve the main goal of having a safe environment to work at. And I guess also for the employees, if you report something like that and you don't get, you know, they don't close the loop with you, you stop reporting. Exactly. That's the problem. Employees simply didn't report. And also they never knew the effect of their report because they reported something, maybe it was taken care a few days later, and they never actually understood if it's because of their report. And if it wasn't taken care of, they also didn't know what is the status of that ticket that they just opened. So and what changed? Exactly. So what changed is that SodaStream actually started when they implemented Soda app, which is their connecting app. When they started using Connecting, one of the first things they've done is creating a digital form for submitting those safety hazard reports. So it was, first of all, extremely simple. 
all the employee needed to do is just pick up their phone, open that form, take a picture of the hazard, explain where it is and how severe they think it is or how urgent it is to take care of it, and that's it. They're always logged in as the same person. They don't need to write nothing like date and time and their name and their department and their ID and their phone number to be contacted or their email address. They don't need to do all of that because that's already in the app's database. So first of all, that took a lot of hustle. And by the way, we see that from a lot of organizations when we talk about forms that a lot of organizational forms, actually like the top 30% of a form is just submitting your information so I can actually understand who submitted it. So just that alone cleared the room for the important stuff and not this hustle of submitting this information each and every time. And what happened is that we saw on SodaStream an increase in more than 400% oh, wow. of those reports that are coming in, especially in the, in the first few months. You know, it's important to say, it's not that SodaStream is, is a dangerous place to work at. That's not the case. Employees were actually reporting the smallest things. Let's examine what happened. First of all, they had an easy access to those reports or those forms. So again, they just picked up a phone and shoot it. Then it automatically triggered the right workflow where the right manager and the right personnel were up to date. Those managers also had zero work. They don't need to type those reports anymore because it's integrated with the company safety software. So it goes to that software automatically. And whenever it's being taken care of, that employee receives automatically a notification that let them know that their report actually made a change. Beautiful. And we really saw employees reporting, you know, the, you may say like the funniest things, but small things simply because they felt that they want to be involved. So I think that's a beautiful example of employees that feel more engaged by something that is not, again, necessarily sending a message. We also have another example of one of the biggest retailers we work with. They have about 6,000, 7,000 employees. In retail, you have a very high employee turnover. You hire staff all the time and you find yourself on board and train employees constantly. And again, when we talk about dozens of employees, sometimes you can get 250 employees a month that you need to onboard and train. Before connecting this company, they had their headquarters and all the employees from the entire country actually drove for a few days of training in that specific facility using pretty outdated computers. So first of all, it was very different from the experience they have every day. You know, they used to have smartphones, which are super fast and they have like, you know, crisp display and they're super easy to use and so on. And instead of that, and, and by the way, they're also used to consume a lot of content on those phones. Think about yourself, you know, YouTube, Facebook, all the other social media, just watching videos or Netflix, everyone does that right on their five or six inch screen device. Yeah, even if you want to take like a new skill course in Coursera or Udemy, it's super easy. For sure, exactly. And of course, even reading articles and whatever. But instead of that, those employees, instead of receiving that kind of experience, they got to this some kind of class where they have a few hours to finish everything. So they just need to sit and read. So first of all, they can't do it at the time that's most suitable for them when it's convenient. They also can't stop and continue their progress when they're ready to. I don't know, maybe something happened. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you're not concentrated enough. It doesn't mean that you're not a good employee or that you don't know the material. Anyways, what they did is, first of all, they completely eliminated centralized days where a lot of employees need to come and multiple people from the HR or training teams 
needs to actually be involved and so on. They used to spend so much time and money on that. We actually saw, um, again, it's a big organization. And a few months after the, fir- the initial implementation, we had a survey among, I think, about 1,000 plus employees in that organization. And we saw that actually almost 40% of them prefer to do those trainings on the app on their free time. At their own pace and from everywhere. It's on their own pace. It's from everywhere. It allows them to do it on the bus on the way to work. But most importantly, it gave them a choice. It gives them the ability to choose for themselves. And I think that's something that is important for employees nowadays. They want to feel that their employers understand them and that their employers, again, giving them flexibility. You know, look at nowadays, you know, we have hybrid work. It's not going anywhere. People can work from home. If I get it correctly, the main idea here is to take a very old and in-person training process into a more flexible, at your pace, mobile first, or whatever it might be. But the experience is similar to the way that we consume training, skills, learning in the day-to-day life. Yeah, exactly. I have another question because you're talking about pretty large companies and how does that come in place maybe for smaller companies that don't have the resources or the time to invest in survey all the employees and understand. So SodaStream sounds like they had the methodology and the strategy that you were talking about before. But if you are a 30 employee business, you think about sales and how you can grow your business step by step. So maybe a small business example. First of all, I think that it's even more than that. When you're a small business and the small business owners out there that listen to us right now, they feel me for sure. If you're a small business owner, you're usually the one that's responsible for sales, for marketing, for HR, for the employee engagement, for the welfare, for the everyday operations, for dispatching, whatever it is. There are a lot of things that you do yourself. And even if not yourself, you do it with other people. But, you know, not every 30 employee company has an HR function in the organization. It doesn't mean that you can't engage your employees. It doesn't mean that you can't invest in human resources or have the right applications in your company to benefit with your employees. For example, we have this uh, security company. It's a small company. It's about 15 employee company. They use Connecting, again, for everything, for scheduling, time tracking, communication, and so on. But one of the coolest things is that they use Connecting's recognition capabilities to let employees know they've done a great job at the end of each and every shift. And that's something that, at least from talking to them, we see that is making a big, big difference. Again, those employees, they receive usually, they used to receive a text notification, letting them know, here is your schedule for the upcoming week. So again, there are security guards in different locations. They usually work by themselves and they usually don't interact with anyone from the company face-to-face. Again, they don't go to an office, and in most cases, they by themselves, and there is no, like, a manager with them or something like that. Those employees, until today, even if they've done a great work, they weren't really felt appreciated because, first of all, there was no one around them to appreciate them. But second of all, even if they were, it was usually a one-on-one thing. So you receive a phone call from your manager saying, hey, the client was super happy with the work you've done today. That's great. But we see in those companies that, again, they were able without an HR function to actually create this incentives and recognition platform within their company app because they had the ability to easily recognize employees that are doing great work or simply employees that are doing hard work or just doing their work in general. You know, we all want to feel appreciated and we all want to feel that what we're doing matters. It's a small example of just 
providing access for smaller businesses to things that until now were preserved to bigger companies that had the resources, the know-how, and the right functions within the organization to actually achieve it. And of course, you know, there are also like the everyday examples. For example, we have a Chick-fil-A branch that is um, using Connecting for a while now. And just the ability to replace everything that was around pen and paper until now, your scheduling, important messages, important knowledge about people's allergies and so on, the ability to know our latest products, changes within the company, I don't know, um, new offers, discounts, whatever, just the ability to have it all in a single place where the employee doesn't need to work so hard to get access to this information. It's always up to date. They don't use pen and paper anymore. It's again in, in the same app that they live and breathe every single day. Again, that's also an example of how small businesses can take the everyday work and just bring a lot of value to the employees, whether it's just replacing something that was used in old fashioned matter or providing something completely new, like the example of this recognition in, in the security company. Spot on. All right. So just to sum it up, we talked today about engagement and how we can effectively increase that in our business, especially when we're entering 2023, when we have the non-desk workforce, 80% of the workforce, and we have the digital generation in the workspace. They used to have instant, fast, easy experience in the day-to-day and so the employers should match the experience within their companies. And I think takeaways from here that it can be in a little things like saying a good job or giving thumbs up from the boss, celebrate and appreciate and recognize a good job and employees that took the overnight shift and extra shift and so on, so they can celebrate with the managers and with their peers. It's about the day-to-day operation to make it easy, smooth, so they can feel heard and a part of something bigger of the organization, like you said, with the reports. And of course, every little thing of communication and making life easier and matching the experience with what they have with every single thing in their day-to-day life. So I hope the listeners, you can take few takeaways from here and action items. And I highly recommend to check the new company apps that are out there. There are many free solutions as well. It's not everything with gigantic budgets. You don't need developers for that. No IT persons. And maybe lastly, a nice uh, spicy quote that you like about engagement. You start the strongest and uh, <laughs> you <laughs> engage them. From uh, there. <laughs> start strong with engagement. And you know, I don't have like a, a cliche, uh, some kind of a, of a sentence, but. What I think is that, in general, what we're going to see is more and more companies adopting this kind of solutions, understanding that the solutions are out there and there are better ways to do things. You know what? I have one last thing that we didn't talk about and it's important for me to share. I want to talk to the managers out there. There are a lot of aspects on your day-to-day as a manager that you can improve. And especially, by the way, in smaller businesses, you don't have to work 24-7 and just hoping that the business is, you know, surviving. Um, that's, that's not the part. That's not why you built your own business. And, that's, I, and I don't think that's something that managers come to work to. You don't need to spend so much time on your day-to-day on doing things that are not promoting the business or spending so much time on things that could be improved and you could have more free time for yourself. For example, we have a few managers that I had the privilege to talk to within the last few years from smaller businesses. And because they implemented those type of solutions, they actually found more time to do things like spending time with their family and friends or finding a new hobby 
or doing something that is not just about work. And again, if you stop doing your scheduling and payroll on pen and paper, and you don't spend time on manual work, you can say from four hours of scheduling every day, you can do it in an hour. And from, you know, working on your payroll or pay stubs 12 hours or 15 hours before it's time for payroll, you can spend an hour or half an hour because there's something else that's doing it for you completely automatically, minus, of course, all the different problems and mistakes that you may have when you do things manually. So just being able to do a better job, not only as a manager, but being able to find more time in your day-to-day to either grow your business or create this kind of, as we like to call it, this work-life integration. I think that alone is, is also something important to think about for managers. You can, you can have more time for yourself and you don't need yeah. to, to feel that you're drowning at work. There are great solutions out there. We're at the peak of technology today as a society and these are exciting times to find great solutions that will help people make their businesses successful. 100%. Actually, one business owner told me that now they implemented this type of solution. They got their weekends and the evenings back, so they have more time with their families. And also, I guess, happy manager is happy employees and then happy customers. So that's a key for business growth. And because you didn't give me a quote, so I searched on Google for famous quotes about engagement. And guess what I found? things about like marriage so i'll give you the best one here anyone can catch your eye but it takes someone special to catch your heart wow so thanks uh, touching so far <laughs> the chief product evangelist at connect team it was a pleasure very insightful i hope that you will continue doing a great job transforming the way that businesses uh, managing their own business and employees thanks man it was a pleasure